All right, here we go. Good morning, everybody. Uh, Daf Dalit. We're up to Daf Dalit and Sukkah. Good morning, Reb Baron, Reb Jim, Reb Jonathan, Reb Simcha, Reb Howard. All right, got a few more logging on. Here we go. Let's get going. So today's Daf is Daf Dalit. We pick up two lines from the bottom of Gimel Amud Beis. All right? Here we go. Let's talk for a moment. Today we're going to be introduced to a number of the Allah Mishmishinais of how... Uh, sukkah can be created even in a kosher way, even when it's not fully there in actual existence. Meaning, Allah Machine, as we learn about the concepts of Daifin Akuma, or if you have Pasal Schach that folds over, you have a before Amas for Daifin Akuma, we're going to, be, we're going to familiarize ourselves again with the concept of Lavud, which is when you have a gap that needs to be created, so then you only have up to three Tfachim. Okay, by Daifin Akuma, you're not creating anything. You're extending something, so that you have four amas. Lovud is you're creating something that you only have three tvachim. We're also going to familiarize ourselves with the concept of good asik, which is when you have walls that are lower, we view them as if they continue to extend all the way up, even when they're not there, so on and so forth. Now, but let's, let's just, we'll, we'll, we'll tackle this daf step by step. So here we go. Step number one. We learned in our Mishnah, if the schach is higher than 20 amos from the floor of the sukkah, it's possible. According to the Tanakhama. Right? Rebuta was Machshir, Fasling Tanakhama is possible. So, there's two ways to be a leader. Alright? One way to be a leader is to work on yourself and gain people's trust so they want to follow you. Another way, which means you elevate yourself. Another way to be a leader is by not elevating yourself, rather by smushing other people into the ground. I didn't just improve myself at all. All I did was, is I put everybody else down. Mamela, oh, look at me, I'm a big, uh, I'm a big honcho. What'd you do? Garnished. Except that I'm busy hurting everybody else, right? There's two ways to be elevated. Either you're taka elevated, or you just lower everybody else. So let's talk, let's, let's bring this concept into sukkah. A sukkah is higher than 20 ounces. How do you lessen the sukkah? So we learned, oh, it's puzzle, but you could also, we learned about a mobile, you could be mimayit, you could lower the kura, lower the sukkah. What about another option, says the, says the Gemara? What about if, instead of lowering my schach, I just fill it up from the bottom up? For example, let's start reading this inside. Somebody's got schach higher than 20 amas. He comes up with an idea, my schach is too high. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to fill up the ground of my sukkah with pillows and matches. Instead of taking it from the top to bottom, I'm going to fill it up bottom to top. Okay? That's the muscle I was using with, with leadership. Yeah? You're filling it up with bottom to top. Does that work? Because now I have less than 20 amas of space inside my sukkah. Says the Gemara, Lo have miut. It is still a puzzle sukkah. It is not considered minimizing the sukkah. Even though you say, you know what? My pillows and mattresses that are stuffing up the bottom of my sukkah are going to be there throughout sukkahs. And I'm mamish leaving it there for the entire week. I don't plan on taking it out. It does not minimize the sukkah. Because you, at, a certain, at a certain point, there's no such thing as being, I think the word is eccentric. You know, It's like... You, you're living, a, you gotta, you're mavapal your das to the way, to the norms of society. People don't leave pillows on the floor of an outdoor sukkah for a week. 
you might do it for a few hours. You might do it for a night. You're not leaving it there for an entire week. And therefore, even if I say, oh, I'm going to be mavatalit, I'm going to nullify it to my sukkah, so it's my new permanent floor, so let it be minimizing of the sukkah, says the Gemara, nothing doing. That's not a normal thing to leave there. And therefore, your sukkah is still considered a 20 yama high sukkah, and it is possible. Okay. What about tevenu bitlay? What if he lays out straw? Now, straw was very commonly used as flooring. So have That would work. Certainly, if you leave dust there, it's considered a miut. Okay? In other words, the reason why put, you, you may minimize the sukkah from the bottom up, but you just got to do it with something that's normally left there. What happens if you spread out straw on the floor? And you plan on leaving it. If you have a house full of straw or tsoiris, pebbles, small stones, and you leave it there. How you mabatil it? You say, oh, this straw and these small pebbles are my new flooring. The halacha is mevotel. It's now part of the house and it can minimize the, the area inside of the house. Okay. Now, bit lighten, if you nullify it, you say, oh, mom is leaving it here, so then, it's, then it shrinks the house. But if you're not mevotel it to the house, it's not bottel. The tari Allah, we learned about that, Brysa, if you have, if you leave straw uh, that you plan on leaving there, it's like plain afaru bottle, and it's automatically bottle, even if you don't have a particular das. What about dirt that um, you know you will be removing? So dirt is normal flooring, right? So you'd say, oh, listen, if I lay down dirt, so of course that's considered part of the house. But what if I lay down dirt with the intent that it's mamish temporary? I only plan on leaving it there for one day. So if I leave it there plain, we'll say, okay, that's flooring. But I mamish have intent to remove it. Then what? That's like stam teven, and it isn't bottle. Okay? So it's interesting, because over here, we have a scenario where something is meant to be used. L'shem uh, bias. It's meant to be used for the house. It's meant to use it for it. But since I'm only doing it temporary, um, it will not have an impact on the measurement. Okay. Period, end of that b'risa. Gevaldik. Now, what happens if I have, um, what happens if I have 20 amahai schach, but the schach hangs down into the airspace of lower than 20 amas? You get the case. So, I placed my schach higher, but anybody who lays out branches on top of their sukkah knows it doesn't always remain even. Okay? If the amount that hangs down lower than 20 amas continues to give me more shade than sun, because my schach is now lower. As long as, if this is not clear, ask me. As long as the schach that is beneath 20 amas is giving the requisite, the required amount of shade. So now with my schach, my sukkah is no longer higher than 20 amas. Right? Because the, the schach is lower. The imla. But let's say the amount hanging down is not giving me my required amount of shade. Subsula. So now I have to look at where the kosher schach is located. And that's higher than 20 amas. So my sukkah is going to be possible. 
And my branches hang down inside of ten. So the minimum amount of sukkah is ten tvachim. What if the branches hang down now? Does that minimize my sukkah and passel it, make it too small? Rabbi thought to say, well, it depends. Same as, same as the 20 Amma deal. Rabbi thought to say, listen, by 10 Tvachim, as long as you have more sun than shade hanging down, so my kosher schach is still 10 Tvachim, and it should be kosher. But Amrali Rava, Rava says to Abaye, no, no, even if the amount that hangs down inside the 10 Tvachim is more sun than shade, it's still not going to be a kosher. Why? Because the reason for the 10 Tvachim sukkah is that a person needs at least 10 Tvachim to live in. If you have branches hanging down, even if it's not kosher schach branches, but any branches hanging down, it's going to ruin my ability to dwell there, and therefore it's going to passel up the whole sukkah uh, anyway. Okay? Because I'm not going to have the required amount of space that, uh, to live in. Okay. Gavaldik. Here we go. So one thing that we've come across so far is that when I have a sukkah that's higher than 20 amos, the halacha is I can lower it by adding some some items, objects, to the flooring. What that object is, it depends, right? Okay, here we go. What if you're a sukkah tall in 20 amas, and you build the itztava, you build a platform inside of the sukkah, okay? And you do it opposite the middle wall where it basically hits all walls. So it doesn't, the platform doesn't necessarily come throughout the sukkah, but it does hit, it does lessen the height within the three wall area because it's along the middle wall, plus it's hitting up my side walls. It's going to be kosher. You know why? Because all I need to do is validate the area of the platform and above. And the platform is my new floor. I have three walls because it went across the middle. It hit the side walls. Boom. I have a sukkah that's smaller than 20 amos. Uminatzad. And also, if you put the platform in atzad, he did it from the side of the sukkah. Then it depends. Im yesh misvas amos. If you have from the edge of the istiva to the wall for amos, psula, it's going to be possible because this is leading us into daifin akuma. Pachos mi arba amas, if it's less than four amas, kshira. My kamash, most says Gemara, what's the chiddush over here? Tarmina daifin akuma. Over here, you're going to tell me the concept of daifin akuma. Let's remind ourselves what daifin akuma is. Okay? What is daifin akuma? Daifin akuma literally means bent wall. Here's what happens. The halacha is, the schach has to reach the side walls. Okay? You need the walls and then the schach to reach it. If I have my walls going straight up and then I have we'll call it walls that start my roofing. And then in the center of that, I put my kosher schach. Is that a valid sukkah or not? So, we say like this. As long as the, the walls across the top, and walls don't need to literally be walls, it could be metal, anything that's puzzle schach. As long as the area off of each wall, coming off of each wall, as it gets bent, is less than four amos, it's still a valid sukkah. Except, I can't sit under the pasul schach. I, but I may sit underneath the kosher schach and consider it like the schach is reaching the walls. Okay? 
That's the concept of Doifin Akum. So let's read this inside. Tanina. We already learned to the Mishnah. If you have a house that you had a, a hole in the roof. So a guy says, oh, listen, I got a, it was hailing. I got a hole in my roof. There was a major storm. You know what I'm going to do? I'll, uh, I'll turn it into a sukkah. I'll put schach on top of my roof. And now I got a ready-made sukkah. If you have, if there's more than four amas from the schach until the walls, it's not valid because the schach is not reaching the walls. It's less than four amas, it is kosher. So if you have an explicit brisa teaching me the halacha l'mosh misina, this mesorah that's transmitted from Maishu Rabbeinu uh, uh, to the concept of daifin akuma, why would it be necessary to teach me this halacha of itztava when I put a platform, right, and it raises it up, and so on and so forth. If the chiddush is daifin akuma, we already learned this. That's what I know. Mahu detema, I would have thought to say, listen, in the case of daifin akuma, in the regular case of daifin akuma, each, each, um, wall can also be a regular sukkah wall but over here over here where the side wall is not it's not meant to be a wall okay in other words it's not meant to be a wall why are we saying because we want to kosher it up but it was never my intent for this to be a wall in the first place in my life I would say doesn't apply in other words maybe Daifin Akuma applies when something was intended to be a wall. An extension of a wall, just bent. But when something wasn't intended to be a wall, the chlau, maybe it's with Daifin Akuma, and therefore the Gemara lets us know that Daifin Akuma even applies to a itztava, even applies to a platform. Period. You have a sukkah higher than 20 amas. So it is possible. Ubana itztava, the empty also. And you build a platform in the middle. Now, why did I do that? What was the point? Because now my floor is higher, right? The platform is my new floor, so my floor is higher, and I have less than 20 amas to my schach. So it should be a kosher sukkah. Now, that's why I did that. If, even if the platform doesn't reach all the way to the wall, but if you have less than four amas from the platform to the wall, psula, pachas me'arba amas, kshev. Michael Mashlon, the Mirna Daifin Akuma. What do you teach me? The Chiddush is they say Daifin Akuma. I knew Hach. We already learned that you could say Daifin Akuma by an Itzdava. We already learned that previously. No, Mahu, the Tema, I would have thought to say Daifin Akuma Miruach. Achas Aminon, from the previous Bryson, we only saw Daifin Akuma in one direction from the platform to the wall. Avokor Ruach Veruach. But the fact that Daifin Akuma works in, in multiple times, right? You can use Daifin Akuma in every direction. Right? I wouldn't know that halacha, therefore, kamash malon. Therefore, the, the b'risa lets us know that daifin akuma applies, can be used in multiple directions at once. Okay? Beautiful. Okay. Alright, so now let's get back to the ten tefach sukkah. What happens if a person's sukkah is less than ten tefachim? So what do you got to do? It's not livable. It's not a kosher sukkah. So what do you do? We'd say, lift up the schach. Make it taller. But instead of doing that, you know what he did? He dug a tunnel. He dug down into the ground. Instead of raising the schach, he dug down into the floor. And now there's ten tefach of space to wiggle into, to crawl into. Okay? So, is that kosher or not? 
if there's three tfakim or more from the hole in the ground until the walls of the sukkah, psula, it's going to be puzzle. Top of Dalit on the base. Yeah, so far so good. Now three tfakim reminds us of what? Lovud. Not Daifin Akuma. So we're, remember, we're moving over to three Tvachim now. We'll see. We're, we're going we're, we're to get into this. If it's less than three Tvachim from my hole until the wall, Kshera, it's going to be Kasher. Excuse me. Why by the platform did we give you four Amas, right, to reach the wall? Because of Daifin Akuma. And why over here, when you dig a hole into the ground, do we only have up until three tvachim? Why don't we say daifin akuma here as well? Answers the Gemara, hasam de isa daifin. I'll tell you. By the 20 amasukkah, do, do I have kosher walls? Yes. I have kosher walls. I just don't have kosher schach. The schach is too high. So, by, so what do we say? Make a platform. And we'll say daifin akuma. But by a sukkah that's less than 10 tvachim, it's not even called a wall. It's not called a wall in the first place. I need to make, I'm, I'm, I'm creating an entity now called a wall. It's like I'm making yesh me'ayin. I'm making something out of nothing. If you, want to, if you want to extend a wall, impact a pre-existing wall, then you have daifin akuma. You want to make a new wall? That's love. That's love, okay? Pachos mishleish tzvachim in, if you have less than three tzvachim, we'll say love it and it works. Eloi loi. But if it's more than three tzvachim, then it's not going to be valid. Again, what's this mindset? To create an entity, you're limited to love. To extend an entity, you could rely on Daifin Akuma up until four hours. Beautiful. Okay. Says the Gemara Vaiter. And now you build, you put in the middle, listen to this, Mamish Gishman. Yeah? You have a higher than 20 Amas. You know what I do? In the middle, I make a pillar. Amr literally means a pillar. I place a large stone pillar in the center of the sukkah, away from the walls. And that pillar is Zion al Zion. Seven tzvachim by seven tzvachim. It's the minimum required. And now from that pillar, going up to my schach is less than 20 amas. If I would be standing on top of the pillar, I climb on top of the pillar that has the required amount of area, and now from me to the schach is less than 20 hours. But it, do I view it from where the gavra is, where I'm standing? Or do I say, listen, the walls are still 20 amas up until the schach. How do we view this? Okay? So, And you have the minimum required amount for a sukkah. Zayin al Zayin. Good asik mechitzasa. Abai thought to say it's a kosher sukkah. You know why? Because of this other Allah machine. I so far we know about Daifin Akuma. We also know about Mavur. Okay? There's another Allah machine I called Good Asik. Good Asik means if you have the start of a wall, you view it as if it extends all the way upwards. So Abaye thought to say that this pillar itself, just look at the edges like it's a brand new wall. Let's completely forget about the walls on the side of the pillar going up and view it like I'm now in a sukkah inside of a sukkah. View it like I'm on a pillar, less than 20 amas, I have good asik, telling me I got new walls. Thought it would be kosher. Rava, Rava says to him, No. In order for good asik, you need at least a start of a wall. You need walls that are 
nicker, that are recognizable. And over here, if you just have a pillar, it is not recognizable. Okay? But now, keep in mind, if let's say you'd put in a type of pillar that's kind of like a square area and it looks like you have the start of walls, it seems Allah would be taka true. You'd have good asik and a person could remain on top of that platform. Okay. The rabbis learn so we know that's a book condition. A person puts arba condition four poles, the sichech al gabon, and he puts chach on top of them. Rabbi Yaakov Machshir. Rabbi Yaakov says kosher, the chachamim paislam, and the chachamim say it's possible. Now, if you don't know what's going on, that's fine. That's fine. The Gemara doesn't need to know what's going on. But let's just remind ourselves what the statement was. The Brisa says, if a person puts four poles into the ground, and on, uh, not into the ground, sorry, it doesn't say that. If you put four poles, and on top of those poles you lay schach, Rabbi Yaakov says, kosher, and the Chachamim say, possible. Okay, what's the case? Where are the poles? What's going on? Are, says the Gemara like this. Omar Ravuna. Ravuna says, let me explain this Brisa. Machloikas al Svasagag. The machlaika in Rabbi Yaakov and the Chachamim is by the edges and corners of a roof. See, here's what happened. I've got a home. I've got a building. Ten stories tall. Ten, uh, ten, ten stories tall. Ten stories high. I put, according to Ravuna, what's the case? I put four poles on each corner of my pre-existing building. All I did was put poles. And now I laid out schach. Rav Yaakov says, great. The Chachamim say not so great. Okay? Why? The Rabbi Yaakov, Sava Rabbi Yaakov holds Arminon good Asik Mechitzasa. Rabbi Yaakov holds good Asik. So therefore, I have my building up until the poles. Once I stick the poles in, I view the building walls like they continue to stick upwards. Like they're continuing. And now, when I lay out the Schach, I put Schach Mamish on top of walls. That is the opinion of Rabbi Yaakov. Clear? Again. According to Rabbi Yaakov, that we say good asik mechitosa, the build the, the building's walls are going to we're going to view them like they're continuing to extend through those poles, and now when I laid out schach, my schach taka went on top of a wall. That's Rabbi Yaakov. Rabbanon sarvi mean a good asik mechitosa, and the Rabbanon say no, we don't say good asik. They they argue on good asik. but let's say what about a case? where you take your four poles, and instead of putting them on the corners slash edges of your building, you know what you did? You moved it towards the middle. It's not on the edges. So it's away from the walls of the building. I put my four poles on top of the roof of the building, but not on the edges. Okay, so can I view those walls like they continue to extend through my poles? Can I? Let's see. So... Let's say I lay out my poles in the middle of the roof. Hagag, Everyone's going to say posla. You know why? Because if the walls of the building are all the way on the outside, and my poles on top of the roof are on the inside, you, you don't view good asik like it goes up to the edge, comes on in, and goes back up. Good asik doesn't, doesn't work in 90 degree angles. It works straight up. And therefore, if the poles are put on, on top of the roof, and, um, and it's far away from the walls, it's going to be possible. Okay, fine. 
Now, why would there be a machleikas be'emtza hagag? Because um, the question is going to be whether you could view the pole itself as a wall. How, in order for something to be called a wall, how large does it need to be? Okay? So Nachman is leading us into something. We're not going to dwell on it right now. But Nachman is leading us into this concept of if the poles themselves have a thickness, okay, then maybe even getting rid of the good asset conversation, I can view like I think I have walls here because of the, called the girth, I think that's the proper word, of, of uh, the, the four poles that you're, you're setting up. Okay. Ibaidu asked the Shaila searching for information. What does Rav Nachman mean? Does it mean in the middle of the roof is Machlekes Avostras Hagav Divrei Kol Kshera? But on the edges, everybody would agree to good asik. Aidoma, or maybe Bein Bezu Bein Bezu Machlekes. Maybe Rav Nachman is saying there's a Machlekes both on the edges of the roof and in the center. Says Gemara Teku Tishbi Yataris Kushes Rabbi. We have to wait for Leo Anavi to come and answer that Shaila. May say that's a challenging question. Noats Arba Kondisim Ba'aretz V'Sichich Al Gavon. What happens if you put four poles into the ground and put tzchach on top of them? Rabbi Yaakov Machshir, Rabbi Yaakov says, Kosher, v'chachamim poisin, v'chom seiposa, v'ha'aretz tekeem tzagagdam. Now, one second. If there's a machlaikas on the ground, is the ground any different than laying out a sukkah in the center of my roof? The case where the poles are not on the edges, but in the center of the roof. What's the issue of the center of the roof? There's no wall. So that should be the same as when I put poles directly on the ground. And over here we say there's a machlaikas on the ground, okay? So, a ground should be the same as the middle of a roof. And Rabbi Yaakov says it's kosher. So you see there's a machlaikas. This is a, a upshlag on Ravuna. Because according to Ravuna, he said that according to that Rabbi Yaakov would hold, everybody would agree, puzzle. Over here you see that Rabbi Yaakov would hold uh, that it would be kosher. You're right, Rav Huna Taka is wrong. And furthermore, it seems that in the middle of the roof there's a machlekes, but on the edges of the roof, Rav Huna held that it's going to be kosher. Let's say there's a machlekes on Rav Huna again, because Rav Huna said that um, everybody holds when it's Bemsagag, it is puzzle, and when it's on the edges of when it's on the edges of the roof, that's where there is a uh, that's where there is a machlaikas. Okay? But according to what we're just saying, it seems everybody would agree that it would be kosher. Amar Ravuna, Ravuna can wiggle out of that question, and he's gonna say, Pligi Bemsagag, the machlaikas is in the center of the roof, then al Swasagag, the taka argue on both. And this, if they're arguing by the edge, why they got to talk about the center? Because to teach us the strength of Rabbi Yaakov, the kayach of Rabbi Yaakov, his lenient opinion, who holds that even if you just lay out four pillars in the middle of a roof, even there he's going to hold kosher. Okay, now this is a big idea in learning in, in Misaira and how to learn Gemara. Okay? This is why we need Rabbi of Gemara to teach us how to understand the other Amairam. Because sometimes we'll say, if an Amaira says a statement, you could imply any less of a Chiddush is not included. But over here we're finding not to use that Svara. Over here we're finding to use the logic of, no, you know why we're saying the, the lesser Chiddush, so to speak, to Rabbi Yaakov, to let us know the leniency 
of Rabbi Yaakov that even on the Emtsa Gag, he's going to be maple, he's going to be lenient, period. Okay. All right. Now, we're going to focus on these, on these poles. Let's focus on these poles, all right? We're dealing with four poles. How big are these poles? Because perhaps at a certain size, we can start to view the pole like it itself is a wall. And now, the space in between poles is merely a gap in a wall. But you, you have a wall. You have a wall, okay? So, so let's, let, let's talk about the, uh, the, these poles over here. The rabbis learned that's why they're rabbis. If a person puts four poles into the ground and puts chach across them, Rabbi Yaakov, Rabbi Yaakov says, We look at these poles and we view them as if they are squared poles, not round poles. View them as if they're squared. Now, squared, what that starts to do for us is it gives us a straight line as if it's a wall. Okay? The chaleku that were kind of put at a 90 degree angle. Okay? The yeshbahan tefach lakan v'tefach lakan. And now we view these poles like they're a tefach north and a tefach east. Lost the place. And we view them as if they are the human, as if they're two pillars over here. Now, we came across this by, um, by uh, um, Pasi Birois, right, by Erevin. When a person wants to draw water out of a well, they would put these, uh, these uh, 90 degree angle things or, of posts out around the wells. Now we kind of made it like a Rashus Hayachid, and they were allowed to draw up water. She'ain Shayir of Yaakov Aimer, because if Yaakov would say, the Yumde Sukkah Tefach, that the pillars of a Sukkah must be a Tefach, and the Chum say, no, and this is the Allah that we follow, you need, you need at least two walls to be the required seventh Tefachim, and then the third wall can be a Tefach. Period, end of that machlaikas about the size of uh, the minimum measurement of the walls and how we view those poles. Okay, two dots, we're now six lines from the bottom of Dalid Amud base. Let's keep going. Let's get on to tomorrow's dot. If you have a sukkah that is less than 10 tefachim high, what's the halacha puzzle? A person cannot live in there. A person cannot dwell in there properly if it's less than Tvachim, and therefore it's possible. Minolon, prove it, says the Gemara. Edmar, we learned Rav, 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 Chanina, Rav, Yechanan, Rav, Chaviva, Masli. Bekula, Seder, Mayid. Throughout Seder, Mayid, which is what we're learning, right, about Shabbos and Yom Tiv. Kol, Ki, Hai, Zuga, whenever you have Rav, Rav, Chanina, Rav, Yechanan, and Rav, Chaviva, Chalufe, Rav, Yechanan, Change Rabbi Yechanan's name to Rabbi Yechanan. So whenever we're quoting Rav and Rabbi Chanina and Rabbi Yechanan, it's really Rabbi Yechanan and Rabbi Chaviva. Okay. Now what did they teach us? Again, what are we trying to find? That the minimum required amount is 10 tefach. The Arain itself 
was nine tfachem high. The covering of the aron was an additional tefach. The total height, when you looked at the ark, was ten tfachem. Harekan asar. Behold, you have ten. Bryce is nice. Doing the math for us. Nine plus one, ten. Uksiv. And it says concerning the aron, v'nai lecha sham, I will... Uh, make it known for there. Uh, I will make it known for you there. The dibarti itcha, and I will speak to you. Me'al hakafiris. Because Baruch says, I'm going to speak to you from on top of the kafiris, on top of the covering, top of tomorrow's daf, daf hey amid aleph, vitanya. And we learned in a brisa. Rabbi Yaisi Aimer. Rabbi Yaisi says, Me'aylam layarda shechina lamata. Hakadosh Baruch Hu's divine presence never comes down and rests on earth. Even when Maish and Eliyahu went up to the Maron, to the heavens, they couldn't go all the way up. Therefore, the Shekhinah always remains in Shemayim and never ultimately comes down and rests on earth. So it always remains ten Tvachim above the earth. And a human being always must remain ten tfachim away from the murrah, from the heavens. So the highest that a living being can ever go while they're alive, a living being can go, is up until ten tfachim from the, from the Shekhinah. Okay? What do you see from here? What do you see from here? You see from here that the minimum amount of space to be considered a divider, a separation, is ten tfachim. Ten tfachim always separates HaKadosh Baruch Hu from coming down and resting. And ten tfachim always separated Maisha and Elio from ultimately going all the way up. Memela, you need t- uh, ten tfachim is considered a divider, and a sukkah must be at least ten tfachim. We're going to hold it here for today. Bezim, tomorrow, we're going to start out the daf with a very interesting conversation about about uh, Maish and Elio going up to the Maran, going up to Kaddish Baruch Hu, the verses that discuss it, and Taka proving and showing that ultimately the Shekhinah does, is limited and never comes beneath the Ten Fachim, and uh, a being, while it's alive, can never ultimately go within Ten Fachim of the Shekhinah either. We'll pick up from here tomorrow, Bez Hashem. We're going to switch the time this week to 7 p.m., Okay. So we'll have the daft this week at 7 p.m. Be'ezos Hashem. Have a wonderful, wonderful week, everybody.